What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This is season four. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiba? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. We are jumping into episode two of our Rhythm and Soul series. It's been good, Toshiba, right? Yes, it has been good. As you guys know, last uh, uh, episode, we talked about silence and solitude, and um, I am personally taking that on as my 2022 how's spiritual it, yeah. practice. How's it going? It's going. Tell it's us going. the real. The real real is that <laughs> um, my thoughts have wandered often, <laughs> and um, I am being... Uh, Mm-hmm. Baptized, yeah, refined by, <laughs> by fire, <laughs> refined by fire, and to also know mm-hmm. that, like, you know, um, it sort of is setting me up for, like, man, if if I am struggling to sort of be still and practice silence and solitude, I can't even do it for two minutes. Like, mm-hmm. how quick am I towards mm-hmm. um, uh, decision making and yeah. uh, the pursuit of? my prayer life as well, yeah. even though I love prayer, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely a baptism by fire mm-hmm. through refinement mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah. yeah, I'm grateful for it, for all you people who are jumping on the silence and solitude practice bandwagon yes. with me. Come, come, come. Um, and it should be a journey for all of us in 2022. But today mm-hmm. we are talking about um, the next spiritual discipline, two spiritual disciplines actually which are prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. They are not one of the same. They are two separate practices, mm-hmm. but we are covering them in one episode today. So when we've talked about all of the spiritual disciplines, I know that some of you guys are like, well, what are those spiritual disciplines? Um, I just want to sort of run them down so you have a working, you know, a working uh, file or Rolodex of them. Silence and solitude, prayer and fasting, Bible intake, worship and stewardship, journaling and learning, and then evangelism and serving. And today we are focusing on prayer and fasting. So, uh, Leah, what are, what's the goal? of spiritual disciplines. We want to hone in on this every time we get together. What's the goal? Yeah, every time we're here, we're just going to remind ourselves that um, these spiritual disciplines are meant to build communion with God, right? They are meant to focus our hearts, um, our bodies, our minds on uh, who God is, connecting with him, and um, they're meant to, they come from the character of God, right? So like we experience the very character of God when we meet with him in these spiritual practices. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, why are we here? Why are we doing what we're doing? Because Jesus said, come and follow me, right? Mm-hmm. So when we follow Jesus, when we call ourselves followers or disciples of Jesus, we're saying that we're not just following his teachings, but we're following his habits, his very way of life. And that includes his rhythms, his practices, mm-hmm. uh, and his disciplines, which is why we call these these spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So Mm -hmm. the definition, the working definition that we have um, in regards to prayer, what is prayer? How is it defined? Prayer is communication and communion with God. Um, I love, we love what John O says about prayer. Prayer is God's prescription for life in a fallen world. Yeah, and I love that so much because when he when he gives that definition, he's like, yo, when you go to the doctor and you get your prescription, yep. mm-hmm. you're, you're not necessarily cured of your ailment, yeah. but that prescription gives you hope that there is a path towards healing. Yes, right? absolutely. And so when we pray, that's not necessarily saying all our problems go away because we prayed, but it instills in us this hope of who God is. It reminds us that we are bound to him in love. Um, and, yeah. it, and, and it reminds us of the hope that he will uh, set things right, that he will meet us, he will restore us, uh, whether you know instantly you know in the future or in consummation and glory you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying but for sure that hope is there and so yeah Yeah. and then fasting then is uh defined as the voluntary absence from food or any other material provision for spiritual purposes right like for spiritual purposes so yeah so yeah so we're gonna look at these as two separate practices but Mm -hmm. they're usually like often and purposefully Mm -hmm. go together Mm -hmm. and we see them often together together in scripture because the goal of prayer and fasting are really the same yeah. going back to our initial you know goal for all of these spiritual disciplines which is communion with God mm-hmm. for the spiritual purpose of being strengthened by God that's the goal the communion goal. with God for the spiritual purpose of being strengthened by God that's it so that's we, it. we experience that in this um, you know, communion, which really just is is like a fancy word for fellowship, engaging in in, yeah. in connection, yeah, um, in a deep connection, yeah, yeah, yeah. So talking about prayer, prayer is a channel of connection between us and God, between our hearts and and God's, and between our words and God's, and so. Prayer can look a lot of different ways. Leah, talk to us about those different ways. Well, yeah. I mean, so prayer is not... uh, I have... I actually... My kids have this book at home called Every Which Way to Pray. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like this picture book where like these animals are like, I have to pray this certain way. And these other animals come along. They're like, you can pray all these different ways. And it's sort of like silly, but the the purpose is like, you can pray together. You can pray silently. You can Mm -hmm. pray privately. You can pray with words, without words. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can pray whatever is on your heart yeah. you can pray right. a written, written prayer yeah you written. can you can pray a written prayer out mm-hmm. loud or to mm-hmm. yourself or you can write uh, uh, as a form of that's prayer right. that's so right. there's just so many different ways um and so we don't want to pigeonhole it into one but give ourselves the freedom to experience communion and communication with god in yeah. whatever way he invites us in yeah and then fasting is an act of self-discipline um, to develop spiritual strength and to model attending to our spiritual needs over our bodily needs, mm-hmm. our human needs. And so, yeah, and you were talking about Toshiba earlier as we were, were preparing, like that it doesn't, we we see a lot of resources like hone down on just like fasting from food. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah. like, that they it's would really, say that the Christian, mm-hmm. that Christian fasting is only food. Or only even, yeah, like it, some say that it is it's only, only food, food. Or some only talk about fasting as it relates to food but kind of how were we talking about like just expanding it from there yeah yeah I think we're talking about that fasting can look a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. and particularly we're gonna hone in on this as we go into it but really this rootedness 
of anything that um, is gratifying (laughs) to the human flesh Mm -hmm. is an invitation from the Lord to abstain from Mm -hmm. because the goal, just as we said, right, is communion with God for the spiritual purpose of being strengthened by God. And so, you know, we are inundated with technology. And so many of us need to abstain from that so that we can literally uh, commune with God and Mm -hmm. and grow in nearness with him and hear from him, um, not just around matters, but uh, uh, I think just strengthening ourselves and that our lives are not centered around a device that we have in our hand twenty four seven. You right. know, right. Um, and then there's so many others. So fasting can look a lot of different ways. It can be extended fasting. It can be fasting from one meal. It can be fasting from a certain food, um, all food, or something other than food. Ultimately, it's a denial of something good that gratifies your mm-hmm. body. Yeah, and I want to even double down on like the denial of something good, right? Because you can't be like, oh, I'm fasting from having sex with my boyfriend. Like, okay, that's actually not fasting. That's just obedience to God. That's just disobedience. Maybe <laughs> right. you're out of order. Boom. Or out like, order. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh-huh. I'm, I'm fasting from this like salacious book series that I'm reading that I really don't have got no business reading in right, the first place. Right, right, right. Or a so, ratchet TV show. Or right, a ratchet TV right, show. Right, right. Uh-huh. And so, like, I mean, obviously, you talk to God, like, let, you know, that discernment happen in your relationship with him. Right. But one thing that's true is that, like, these are things, we're fasting from things that sustain us. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and even, like, you're talking about with technology, like, yeah. that wasn't included in a lot of the resources we were looking at, but in this world, we are sustained by technology. Yeah. We're connected to each other by technology. Yeah. We get yeah. our information through technology. And so yeah. that's one of the things that like, is not inherently bad or sinful, but it yeah. gratifies us and connects us in a way that sometimes can uh, crowd out the voice of God. And yeah. so we step it back. Yeah. And, you know, I love how um, our old, one, both of our old pastor used to say this, Pastor Kevin James, he was saying that like, Listen, when you're fasting from the things of this world, mm-hmm. you are actually feasting on the presence of God. Ooh, fasting and feasting. Come fasting on. and feasting. And so, you know, that yeah. is actually the goal of fasting. Mm-hmm. Fasting is to uh, uh, abstain from the things of mm-hmm. this world intentionally, mm-hmm. voluntarily, right. for a desire to feast on the things of God and the communion with yeah. God. And so yeah. let's look at some of these uh, key verses through um, spiritual discipline of prayer. Um, How do we see this modeled by Christ? Number one, we see that Jesus prayed in Luke 5 and 16. So hopefully you got your Bibles open. Open your Bible, because y'all know we was going there. (laughs) Every once in a while, Tashiba will be on the mic. Open your Bible. Open your Bible. And you know I be turning my pages now, honey. Okay. Luke 5, 16, we're reading from the CSB. It says, yet he, being Jesus, often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. And so we see right off the top that Christ is not only modeling this, but Jesus himself is intentionally um, pursuing prayer. And he's doing it in such a way where he is withdrawing from others. Right. And, and intentionally pursuing the presence of God. Yeah. And so, and yeah. I think it goes like to, to our point uh, in the first episode that all of these spiritual practices are somehow connected. Oh, for right? sure. Right? Like we're practicing 
um, these in connection with others. So Jesus is practicing prayer in connection with silence and solitude. Silence and solitude. There you go. There you so, go. Foundational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then how else do we see this model? Um, we see that it's modeled by Christ, that we are commanded to pray in Matthew 6. Leah, where do we see that in the text? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were looking at 6, um, 5 mm-hmm. through... Um, and six, nine, yeah. Six, yeah. five, six, six, six. Well, really, like the six, whole six, six, yeah. seven. How many times does it say whenever you pray, but when you pray, when you pray, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. therefore, you should pray mm-hmm. in verse in verse nine, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And we the, see this. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's it's a command, right? So mm-hmm. like it's an expectation. It's like when you pray, mm-hmm. um, and then you know I love that it, it actually flows right into fasting as well. And we when we were looking at this, we we're like, oh, this comes right off the hills, right off the heels of the beatitudes, right? Uh, and so it's like in light of these things that mm-hmm. are. Right, like uh, fruit yeah. of those connected to the vine. Yeah, here is what the practices of righteousness actually look absolutely. like. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and then lastly, we see that we cannot go without prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is literally like I love how John O says this. I mean, like right mm-hmm. now, my small group is going through the prayer book by John Amuche. Get you this book, okay? <laughs> like, get you this book like yesterday. But he says prayer is like breathing. Yeah. So that means you can't go without prayer. We mm-hmm. need we need oxygen. Mm-hmm. We need we need breath. And he goes on to say that going through the Christian life without prayer is like walking around holding your breath. Hold your breath. Where he said maybe coming coming together collectively as a church and holding, holding your, breath. your breath. That don't make no sense. It don't make no don't sense. Don't do it. So because we can't go without prayer, we see this also in text in in First Thessalonians mm-hmm. five. 17, where um, Paul is giving this exhortation to uh, the church at Thessalonica to hold fast to their faith. And he's exhorting them as to how they're going to do this. And he says in verse 17, it says this, pray constantly in the CSB or what many of us would know uh, through other translations of pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. And so that means that there's this steadfastness towards prayer that we cannot go without prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is the lifeline mm-hmm. for the the follower of Jesus um, and the Christian uh, believer mm-hmm. in the day to day life. Yeah. Um, and then Leah, talk to us about where we see um, these key verses for the spiritual discipline of fasting and how Jesus modeled that. Jesus, yeah, models fasting in Matthew 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's taken uh, by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted. Mm-hmm. Um, and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, mm-hmm. it says he was hungry. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's mm-hmm. just remember the embodiment of Christ. That he was not above the effects, the very uh, real and physical effects of fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, the tempter comes to him and says, okay, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Feed yourself. You hungry, yeah. right? Yeah. And Jesus yeah. answers, "Is it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but of every word that comes Come from on, the mouth Come on, fasting and feasting. That's where my, that's where I got it. That's yes. where Pastor Kevin got it from yeah. right there. Yeah. That's yeah. right there by, by the word of God. By yes. every word, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, th- this is the example of Jesus doing this and mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like the what and the why, right? Yeah. Like 
he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And the why is, come on, I'm feasting on the Lord. I'm feasting on the I'm Lord. Feasting on the words that come from God's mouth. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. is, that's the posture as well. And then, um, yeah, going back to uh, where we were before in Matthew 6, right? So there's these collection of these spiritual practices that were taught by Jesus. He's teaching the disciples on prayer, yeah. and he's teaching them on giving, yeah. and he's teaching them on fasting. So yes. we we probably going to circle back here when we talk about uh, stewardship as well. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But that's, a, that's absolutely. a dope passage for that as well. Yeah, so what are some hindrances to prayer, Leah? We were talking about this Um as we have walked yeah. with women in our own lives that mm-hmm. we've seen, but as well as women that we've walked with, what are some hindrances that we, yeah. we sort of see? Yeah, well, I'm sure that, I mean, like, ladies, as you listen, you're like, well, I can tell you my list of reasons why I can't seem to get to pray mm-hmm. um, or prayer. But as we were sort of thinking through this, I mean, we're thinking about just the priority of it, right? Like, prayer can sometimes be, cha- I mean, just like silence and solitude is challenging, mm-hmm. right? to focus your mind enough to pray and not be distracted by all these other thoughts is challenging, right? And so we don't prioritize it because it's hard. Um, we, But we do uh, create space for it when we actually plan, right? We plan for what we prioritize, just as you would plan to get a shower in the morning, mm-hmm. right? Because you you prioritize having a fresh, <laughs> being on. fresh, well, a little fresh, biblical, go to work. Uh, temple stewardship, right, right, right. right. Care so, for your body. Yeah, so these are priorities for us, and so right. we make space for it. Right. Um, but another common hindrance is really just like doubt, right? So carrying your previous experience into prayer, mm-hmm. maybe just like a lack of understanding like how to pray or feeling like, does God even hear me when I pray? Like, what is this? Um, yeah, a lot of these burdens or weights of doubt as well. Mm-hmm. And um, fear and apprehension. Maybe you've been surrounded by some mothers of the faith that go in. They be on that, they be on that, they be on that prayer bench, okay? So Y'all know about that, that prayer where bench. Where you, and I, I remember this as an adolescent, like as a teenager being like, those are a lot of words and I don't know how to get there. So uh-huh. let me just not. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is true is sometimes like when we're with these um, seasoned, you know, saints. seasoned saints, it can be intimidating, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we don't just step in and, and enter. And it doesn't mean that God uh, wouldn't for some reason like honor our efforts, even if they're simple, right. um, you know, read or written prayers right, as well. Right, so, right. Yeah. Which is one of the things that that text uh, talks about in, mm-hmm. I believe, Matthew 6, six yeah. that it says that, your father who sees you yeah. in secret will reward you. Right. Don't, don't seek to do this mm-hmm. for those who are in front of you, but knowing that this is about your father who sees you right. in secret. Right. And so it's more yeah. about the the posture. We were talking about a posture of submission mm-hmm. um, in silence and solitude. This would be a posture of humility yeah. when we're coming to the space mm-hmm. of prayer and fasting because it has often looked... Mm-hmm. When we read about both of these, mm-hmm. we see that the Pharisees are constantly doing these things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And even some of John's disciples, right? But but what Jesus is highlighting is a posture yeah. of humility. Yeah, I think a posture of humility and then a posture of trust, which sort of leads me to like the other hindrance that I felt um, really just yes. like really tangibly is that 
we have, we carry with us because of harm done to us in spiritual spaces mm-hmm. or by our parents who are supposed to represent God to us. We carry with us harm that creates a dysfunctional relationship with God, mm-hmm. a dysfunctional view of God, right? So mm-hmm. God as a parent to us, right? We sometimes project our parents' attitudes in relationship to like how God is going to relate to us, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, oh, every time I ask my parents for something, they roll in their eyes or acting like it's putting them out. Right. So then when I want to make my request known to God, I'm I'm fearful in my spirit, right? That that yeah. is how God will respond of like, here she comes again asking for X, yeah. Y, and Z. Can yeah. you just go sit down somewhere? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. we, we have this dysfunctional view of God or, um, or even just this like, uh, uncertainty of when I come with him, like, will he respond in love, right? Will he uh, affirm me with affection? Like, maybe we didn't experience that type of affection from our earthly fathers. Right. And so there is right. this dysfunction applied to our relationship with God. And so I think prayer in that, and even fasting as well, is this bringing us back into trust, mm-hmm. um, trusting the character of God, mm-hmm. like knowing that he is loving, he is mm-hmm. ever patient, he is more perfect than our parents ever were imperfect, right? Yes, like the, yes. the vastness of the difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. between our loving God mm-hmm. uh, parent and our earthly parents is just so incomprehensible. True. It's not even funny. True. So yeah, so I think that those are sometimes hindrances that if we really like sit with that and search it and begin to uproot it, we'll find ourselves um, more uh, willing and freely being able to come to God in prayer because we're not fearful of not measuring up to these certain like right. relational standards right. that we had so right god our father is like no other father yeah right mm-hmm. right absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely so I then yeah yeah i mean and that's that's something real that i've that i've sat with women and talked about as well mm-hmm. and so it, it it yeah it really hits yeah that hits for me for real Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. When we talk about the hindrances to prayer, we're going to flip over and talk about the hindrances to fasting as well. Yeah. um, Which I was just like, right off the bat, our culture is a whole hindrance to fasting. Yeah, Yeah. we live in a culture that really prioritizes this instant gratification and self-gratification. And I was like, oh, this could be for prayer or it could even be for fasting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I love what Trip Lee says, like we're treating Jesus like he's our holy ATM. Mm -hmm. And we bring that, particularly what I found is we can bring that into the space of prayer 
and fasting. And we be fasting. like, yeah, I'm about to get my answer from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Is this my husband? I'm about Lord? to get my blessing. I'm about to get my blessing. I'm about to do this fasting. I'm about to be fervent in prayer because yeah. I know that this mm-hmm. is God's will for me. And it can it can lead to a misuse mm-hmm. of what these uh, disciplines are actually seeking to cultivate right. in our lives, right. right? And so we just live in a culture that prioritizes this instant gratification and self-gratification. And then we can also see that fasting, one of the hindrances can be that it it can sort of go into a place of legalism, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this legalistic or monastic practice. And so, you know, yeah. I've I've been currently like digging into uh, some of the monastics, particularly with the desert mothers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, this this is for real, real time ascetics mm-hmm. like this asceticism, which is a form of legalism, like you're doing it for this mm-hmm. like like beating of the body mm-hmm. to almost enter into that. And it is a space that only Christ has entered into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it goes into um, a form of legalism. And then we see some other hindrances as a minimization of fasting within culture. Now, listen, yeah. I have actually done this practice myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what I will say is that, um, you know, this practice of intermittent fasting, okay, uh, it has, you know, been taken in our culture for good reasons for health mm-hmm. purposes, which I think are good. But understand that intermittent fasting is not to be used for the sacred purpose and practice mm-hmm. of real fasting, mm-hmm. okay? Like, oh, I'm going to use my intermittent fasting for that space. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that those two coincide with one another because of where the heart lies, mm-hmm. you know, um, and what the goal of the heart is. And so that's what I would just bring a caution and and say it's a hindrance. Yeah. It's, it can be a hindrance yeah. to us. And then I would also say um, that, um, there is a hindrance to fasting just with the lack of diligence. Like, I just can't keep my mm-hmm. commitment. Like, oh, I've been fasting for like one day and next thing you know, you like back eating Snickers and you said the Lord told you to fast from all sweets. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a deep place of gratification, mm-hmm. you know? And so what I will say that God's grace is sufficient and that's what he went to the cross, defeated death, hell and the grave and was resurrected for Mm -hmm. and is now seated at the right hand of God making Mm -hmm. intercession for us because you his mercy is more and so what I would say is listen don't allow a lack of diligence to be a hindrance to your fasting Mm -hmm. like pursue it again Mm -hmm. get back up that's the Christian life like Donnie McClurkin said you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) get back up again get back up again I will sing a gospel song in any way I can. Talk about some actions, Leah. Come on in here. I love you. You said you will find a song. Okay, actions. What are the habits? If we know the hindrances, what are the Mm -hmm. habits? What are the things that we could be invited to to take root in our lives to practice these disciplines? Yeah, so the first one we jumped into last week with Silence and Solitude was doing a a personal inventory, and it felt so right for this as well. Like, I feel like this is going to be I feel like the inventory is going to be an everyday thing. The inventory might stick around because it's so helpful to just even ask yourself the question. Do that uh, inquisition on jump, like before you try to jump into something. Um, But so there are, as we inventory for uh, prayer and fasting, Mm -hmm. particularly fasting, 
we ask ourselves, what are we most gratified by, right? Like, and, and then as I sort of, as that sort of surfaces, what am I being called to, to abstain from? What am I being called to abstain from? Whatever mm-hmm. that is, whether mm-hmm. it's like we said, food or a certain type of food or something else, you know, um, what am I being called to abstain from? And then uh, after you do that inventory, right, you have a better place of really examining, okay, what is, what do I want to commit to fasting for a certain time or whatever? Yeah. And yeah. would you not say that that would be, uh, the inventory is mm-hmm. just as profit- profitable as as well for prayer is like where am I being hindered to pursue prayer do I have this deep brokenness with my parental relationships Mm -hmm. that it is blocking me from communing with God Mm -hmm. and where do I need to root myself in truth Mm -hmm. like by starting to pray just the truth right God that you are a father who has never left me nor forsake me Mm -hmm. so help me today Mm -hmm. to lean into that promise as I seek to cultivate a life of prayer with you because you are my father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah, inventory in both spaces. And um, I think as we think about habits, right, like the key to cultivating it is to start small. Um, And so another action that we have for you ladies is just start small with fasting and prayer and bring a friend in on it, right? Mm -hmm. Like say, put put some accountability in place or even some encouragement in place. Mm -hmm. Even Um, if that word accountability brings some I know, I was like, like, let me me say encouragement instead because accountability can sometimes be some baggage. It's It's a baggage. It's It's so much true. We're going to name that. We're going to name that. Just invite a sister in. Just invite a friend or a sister Invite them into that journey. To that Um, journey. Yeah. And, you know, just like you would say, hey, let's go for a run if you run. But if you listen last week, you know I don't run. But other friends who run together say, hey, be my running buddy. We're going to run together in the morning. Run and pray. Come on. So in that same way as we cultivate this, we bring a friend in on it, right? Um, And then we can start small as well by even just, like I said, if you feel intimidated by the finding the words to pray, start with liturgies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Liturgies are just simple written prayers that somebody Mm -hmm. wrote. Mm -hmm. It's nothing super magical about it, but it is is like some railroad tracks for you to run on um, for prayer. And And it's been helpful to me as a mom when I have a lot of noise. We were talking about noise and I'm like, ooh, every moment holy is sitting right here. Let me go grab that. Absolutely. Right now. And it recenters you. Mm -hmm. It draws you into the moment. I had a friend of mine uh, say that the other day that she was like, I never really appreciated liturgies until I had kids and there was so much noise. She's like, I can follow along with what's actually happening if I just like, okay, this brings me back. Mm -hmm. It grounds me. Here's where we are. And so we have some uh, recommendations. Yeah, we would love for you guys to check out like Every Moment Holy Liturgies for Parents, Black Liturgies. We love Shakia uh, Moreno's um, from This Mama Praise. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a little like 30-day intentional prayer guide. Um, And then we love John O's book on prayer. Y'all know we've done a whole podcast on prayer Mm -hmm. and then used his book as a resource. We'll provide these um, on Sunday. It'll be in sort of our feed and you can just screenshot the resources that we're yeah. recommending, but yeah, yeah. So every moment, holy and John O's book on prayer; those are books, and then yeah. liturgies for parents, black liturgies, and Sheikah Moreno are IG profiles that we found to be really helpful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and also, like I think as we talk about just habit building, any habit that you build. 
I found for me has a lot of success when I attach it to something that's already existing. So mm-hmm. a few years ago, when I really focused on cultivating this di- discipline of prayer, I, pu- I put it at a certain time, right, mm-hmm. uh, to cultivate. So for a season when I, I was really like trying to connect with the Lord in prayer mm-hmm. around a job, like I would r- ride with my uh, radio off in Come the car, now, no music in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said radio like anybody still listens to. <laughs> well, yeah, just your phone. Right, you, turn the music off. Turn the music just off. Just ride in silence. Um, and um, there was a season where the Lord drew me into prayer because my kid was taking forever to fall asleep and I found myself at the crib side a ton. Mm-hmm. And God drew my heart into using that mm-hmm. time where I was just literally trapped in a dark room with no phone mm-hmm. to pray. Um, and, and there was so, it's, it was like, I look back on it as a really beautiful time, even though I was doing something I didn't really want to be doing. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. It, the Lord met me in prayer. Yeah. Um, the dishwasher. Basic, like loading the dishwasher or um, setting up a time to call a friend, prayer yeah. calls, girl, mm-hmm. those oh, are my, anchors. Listen, I have been with my same prayer group mm-hmm. since 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. and we are still praying by the grace of God. You set that time, you woo, make that phone call, it's journey a designated you. link, mm-hmm. and, you, and you just pray together, and you yeah. have that yeah. um, connection, and like we said, rolling together in yeah. that prayer. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then um, I think there's also, we talked about this with fasting and um, hopefully our former pastor, Pastor Kevin James, he has a great written resource um, booklet on fasting uh, that we want to link Lord willing for you ladies as well. And so Leah, what's our last uh, little habit that sets us up to practice prayer and um, fasting? We're practicing all of these things, I believe, in an embodied way. Girl, talk about it one more time. We gotta, this is in it, like when we talk about living an embodied spiritual life, we are doing all of these disciplines fully in our flesh and our skin and our brains and our hearts and very everything. Vain. All our of our very beings. beings. And mm-hmm. so we practice prayer and we obviously practice fasting is very embodied because it's literally denying your flesh desires. Right. Um, in this embodied way. And so how where are you postured while you're praying? Where what are you uh what are you feeling even as you fast, right? Like when your stomach is rumbling, if you're fasting for food, mm-hmm. God help me to hunger and thirst for your righteousness, right? Like those things begin to be interwoven Mm -hmm. and connected together, drawing you Mm -hmm. into an embodied uh, Mm -hmm. experience of this spiritual Mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. Um, Find a time and a place, right? Designated a place Mm -hmm. that you can physically Mm -hmm. go to devote to prayer. And then create a rhythm for it, whether it's weekly, quarterly, or annually, carve out some extended time of prayer or a dedicated time of fasting. A lot of people do that like around Lent mm. or if you're in the black church tradition at the first of the year. Yes, girl. You're doing that Daniel fast, you know. That and that's so good. Like dedicate a time or a season mm. where you specifically focus on that. Yeah. Um, and then cheap, talk to us about like once we are entering in, what does it look like? Oh to come man, out? After you have, have you you've entered into fasting mm-hmm. and prayer and now you are coming out And I mean, my goodness, you are so uh, not just re-energized, but you are so near the Lord. Yeah, real time. And you sense his presence. You're like, 
you're, you're saying, Lord, yes, I'm going to be obedient to do these things. And then, you know, I was telling Leah, like, it reminds me of the Despicable <laughs> Me movie, like walking down the street. If you've ever seen the movie, like the little girl is holding the balloon and she's like skipping and she's like, la, 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 la. and then Gru just comes and he just like stands in front of her and he just busts the balloon. Just pop it. That's the way the re-entry can possibly be. <laughs> and so there's this shock and this struggle yes. of re-entry because you done been uh, on the mountainside uh-huh. and you done, you done been in the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. okay? And you done pray and Jesus has, I mean, the Lord has strengthened you mm-hmm. and you come back and you are back to noise and chaos and your people are demanding. And so I, I, I think one of the exhortations is that the out you can't control outside yeah. of what's happening outside That's of right. you. And so um, there is this intentionality towards praying mm-hmm. like Holy Spirit as I re-enter mm-hmm. into the, the spaces with other people. Give me the graces uh, to walk out what you have already made known to me mm-hmm. in this time of prayer, in this time of fasting. And so you just have to pursue this intentionality mm-hmm. towards grace towards others mm-hmm. and um, and not sort of overcrowd um, uh, you sort of overcrowd your your spaces, your schedule, right. you know, your people. Like, I'm going to do all the things at one time. That's mm-hmm. probably not the best for reentry. And then if you are fasting, I would say, you know, um, fasting to feasting on the Lord. After you have fasted, don't go to feasting a lot of food because you're going to be <laughs> sick. You know, um, you have just good. come it's off of, you know, mm-hmm. um, fasting intentionally. And so your body needs time to catch up. So what does it look like to provide meals and care and steward yourself in mm-hmm. a slow reentry? And I think that's what it is. Like yeah, Leah re-entry. talked about small steps. Mm-hmm. And I would say the word here for reentry is slow. Mm-hmm. There's a graciousness, there's a patience, mm-hmm. and that humility that you have postured your time and uh, of prayer and fasting in, mm-hmm. it now needs to overflow into re-entry because that's what communion with God does. Yeah. As we've communed with him, we should be able to pour that out yeah, into other spaces. Into mm-hmm. our real lives. Into know? our real lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Leah, let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for the beauty of following in your way. Thank you that you do not leave us um, absent from knowing how we should live, but you give us um, instruction, not just from your word, but because you have modeled it. And we thank you that we have a great high priest who can sympathize with us, Father. Um, And so we, we pray, God, that we would see the joy and the fruit of these practices being lived out in our lives through prayer and through fasting. And Father, I pray for the hindrances. I pray for um, the triggers that women have that have um, hindered fellowship and communion with you. And so, Father, I pray that they would just desire your presence, your communion, and that it will build a hunger for righteousness 
and that that hunger for righteousness will produce a harvest. So Lord, we thank you for this space to hear from you. And we pray that as uh, women cultivate prayer and fasting, that um, that space will just uh, bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies.